0: We're told podcast with Mama Felicia, J Bobby, and Big Ben at LDN. <laughs> <laughs> What's no fun for me, B?
1: Why are you laughing? Nah, I'm just
0: in a good place, bro. You know, I'm in a good Talk place, the people, bro. You I'm just in
1: bro? it. <laughs> All right, welcome Talk to the people. Welcome. Yeah, You're man. now joined, huh? Bro, you want to let me do the introduction, or are you just going to be talking over? My fault. Welcome, welcome! You are now tuned into another episode of Friday Nights, Friday Night Lights. I can't even speak. <clears throat> Friday Night Lights with myself, Ben, and of course my brother Greg. What are you saying, bro?
0: What it do? Happy Friday, people! How you feeling? You
1: no, know, you know, we go. We all here. We're the the country is opening up. I got. I'm. Uh, I'm, I'm going to get my my first vaccine next Friday. So uh, that means I can. I'm going to have a microchip implanted into my into my arm. So it should be good.
0: Yeah, man. Shout out to Bill Gates. You got this. These men are funny, you know, because they told me first of May is when um over thirties are going to be eligible for the vaccine. I jumped on early, and they said, nah, over forties. Liars.
1: Uh, I got I got the text message that literally today, I got the text message, and. I was like, Do you know what? I want st- to, I want to wait. I don't want to get the vaccine yet. Um, and then my wife was just like, "No, you're going to get that vaccine." I said, "I don't really feel it. I'm not really feeling it." Then she goes, "Fine, I'm gonna phone your mum." So she phoned my mum, bruv, and I got my mum <laughs> and my sister talking to me. Big man, Yo, have I got, I got my mum like and my sister talking. Wow, she just called. Yeah, phone my mum. It's like, what were you doing? So now I've got my mum and my sister talking to me saying, You've got asthma, you have to go and get the vaccine, blah, 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 blah. Hass so oh, I saw. They're just they're just saying it because they care.
0: So Yo, she actually, <laughs> She fights dirty, I like that.
1: <laughs> oh, don't worry. I have her mom's I have I have her mum's phone number as well, so we both can play that game.
0: Yeah, but anyway, you have to have you have to have ammunition to use, Mike J.
1: Yeah, true, and I don't have any of that yet. So let's see what happens. Anyway, what's what's been going Speaking on with you of this ammunition. week?
0: Though? Yeah, um, this week I've just been you know trying to keep abreast of things that are going on around the country, and um, I want to talk to my brother Sterling in particular, um. Older, you Raheem. know, one of my oldest, one of my OGs, he loves Sterling to death. No, 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 no. Okay. relax. Sterling must chip. Uh, Sterling is a, a very good, very good friend of mine. You know, I, I I love this guy. He's always there for me. But right now, I need you to hate me because you're a Tottenham fan, my guy.
1: Oh, here we go. <laughs> on. He wants all of the smoke. You know, saying that we got another thing. You want all the smoke? Keep going.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm Kwame Brown today. Um, This, this is this is what I like to call Schadenfreude. You know that word, the German word. It means when you get your your pleasure in witnessing other people's discomfort or or pain. Tottenham fans have been chatting the hardest for the last few years. Yeah, what's happening? What's going on? <laughs> Not even Harry Kane wants to be a Tottenham no
1: more.
0: <laughs> <laughs> My man said I need to be out of this joint.
1: <laughs> yeah, but what, ah. give some context. Why did he say that?
0: Harry Kane has tried everything. He's tried, he's tried, he's tried. he's come to the conclusion that I cannot and will not ever win anything wearing this Tottenham shirt. So I have to leave. And you know what the maddest part is? People haven't... I think a lot of people know this, but they don't deep it. Who does Harry (laughs) Kane (laughs) support? Yeah, my man's a gunner, bro. <laughs> he's
1: not coming to Arsenal.
0: No, he's not. He's not, but I'm saying, you know. <laughs> he tried he tried to betray his 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 heritage, but his karma said, I'm not gonna let you do this. He's going to city, by the way. I just want to let you know that for free.
1: No, yeah, he he will go city, definitely. There's no there is no doubt about it that he will go City.
0: You're, but can we, can a funny we talk thing about is, how looking. bad that is? Your best player at, ever in your history of your club has come to the conclusion that it's never going to happen for him in your colours.
1: Harry Kane has won the Golden Boot twice in um, while playing for Tottenham. He won it in 2015-16 and 2016-17 with twenty-five and twenty-nine mm-hmm. goals respectively. And mm-hmm. he is just on it, bruv.
0: He is. He, <laughs> he's got he dead not, wood around him.
1: He's not he's not on it. What what do you think the problem is with with Tottenham? Why why it's, can they it's not more
0: than I like that, you know, it's it's funny that people say there's such a thing as being Spursy, you know that you know that just being Tottenham. No, it's not that. When people say things like winning is a habit, if that (laughs) is true, the opposite is true. Losing is a habit as well. And I don't mean losing in that you're being clapped every week. It means when it's time to get over that hump, you don't know how to do it or you don't believe you can do it. That's where they are.
1: I I don't know if it's the players or the manager.
0: It's the culture.
1: But the culture, yeah. Do you think Daniel Levy, the chairman of Tottenham, hasn't, and and, and this is, he hasn't been able to enforce a winning culture into Tottenham? Because this is something that I'm very curious about. I'm really curious about leadership and the management and the sort of, the the culture that they want to infuse into an organization and and sports is something that's really quite fascinating in that culture and 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 the winning mentality is infectious. So and 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 the, and the opposite is also said in that when you don't have a winning formula, then that's also infectious and you're just happy with being mediocre. Now Tottenham, I would say, are anything anything but mediocre. they you know they've been they've been let's put it quite frankly they've been better than Arsenal for the last couple of years but they've never been where Arsenal have succeeded in being able to get over one over Man United I remember in you know the early to mid 2000s it was Arsenal Man United that was that was the rivalry you know you had Vieira and you had um, Roy Keane going at it that that was something that happened but you know Tottenham where they've been able to get to Champions League finals they've had points where they've been ahead of Arsenal for the last couple of years why have they not been able to capitalize on that so like the dominance of of London and then been able to be able to to finish off when they were in the Champions League be able to complete that what they needed to do in order for them to to win a trophy I mean not even FA cups and 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 stuff like that or you know the League Cups nothing it's just been completely empty.
0: So I'll take the Champions League thing out of the rest of the equation because the fact is that Liverpool team was just primed. Yeah, they were they were going to be anybody to get to where they needed to get to, right? they That's just where Liverpool were at that time. And obviously this season they felt the, the effects of that with the number of injuries they've suffered. So we'll take the Champions League thing out of it. When it comes to domestic football, right? Um I think their last league title was uh, 1961, if I'm not mistaken.
1: That's right. so, um, there you. You got good
0: memory. Um, a few trophies in between. I think they won a league cup, um, 2008 or something like that. Um, I'm not quite sure, but for a long time, winning the the English top-flight title has not been something they've been involved in. Now, 1961, what's that, 50 years ago, 60 years ago? That's a long time. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So in between that time, there's been a lot of players come and go, a lot of fans from kids to being bigger men now, like real OGs who've never seen their club win that anxiety translates from the fans to the team, believe it or not, right? And Daniel Levy does not bring a sporting culture to the club. He's a businessman. He operates like a businessman. And that's actually, as much as it's helped him, it's, actually, it's also hurt him because he has a hard time bringing in the players he needs to bring in because of how he treats the business of getting players out. Like watch now when Harry Kane is on the transfer market he's going to play the hardest of hardball. Look at what happened with um, Gareth Bale leaving, Dimitar Berbatov leaving, Rafael der Fart leaving, all these guys, Luka Modric, he played hardball with all of them, Michael Carrick. So he tries to squeeze the very last maximum drop of value of every player that leaves the club. The knock-on effect is that when people are dealing with him in the other direction, they're going to treat him the same. Same energy. You know what I mean? And... As weird as this is going to sound, ever since Sir Alex Ferguson retired, Tottenham and Man United are actually the exact same club. And here's why. If you remove the years of Alex Ferguson, there's not a long time between Tottenham and Man United's last titles that weren't Alex Ferguson titles. So Man United's sporting culture was Sir Alex Ferguson. He was basically the club's success and he never really passed that on because he was he was a micromanager when it came to a lot of that stuff he micromanaged the hell out of that club so when he left the quote-unquote infrastructure left with him it's hard now because they're trying to build all of that from scratch they've hired their first um director of football they've been you know battling with how much transfer control do we give each coach They gave Moyes a couple of his targets, uh, Van Gaal a couple of his targets, Mourinho a couple of his targets. All these managers that have been short-lived bringing in their own players, they have so different styles that those players now don't mix together when the next guy comes in. And so it's been a hard, hard road for Solskjaer to even get to where he is now. So Tottenham and Man United not having that... um, that internal infrastructure in terms of an organ a sporting hierarchy and organization to be able to do these things, this is the result. You know, you just keep getting a mishmash of players because you're getting a mishmash of managers doing all of them doing their own thing.
1: I wanna pick up on something that you said. You said that Daniel Levy doesn't have a doesn't have a, a sporting brain or something to that effect does the chairman of a football team need to have a sporting brain because chairmen and owners of football teams now have morphed from being focused on the team and being able to be be profitable with regards to the team's performance on the pitch to now moving and towards well i just want a team to be profitable and Something that um, Sky Sports, a Sky Sports pundit, I can't remember who it was, said it's expensive to to be losing, and it's expensive to be winning, but to be in the middle is actually where where a lot of owners want to be because you're not you're not spending a lot of money just being mediocre, and that's where Arsenal are at the moment. They're happy just being middle of the ground. So any 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 club or any sports team that the Cronkies go to, there hasn't been a, there c hasn't been a case where they have um dumped a lot of money into the team and they've now come and the team is now excelled and stuff. It just doesn't happen.
0: That's not so, true because um look at the whatchamacallit, the the now LA Rams.
1: Jared Goff was a
0: high was a very high-paid quarterback, one of the highest-paid quarterbacks in the league. They made a Super Bowl with him, right? Aren't the Denver Nuggets now about to be the top seed in the NBA, in the whole of the NBA? So it's not a Kroenke thing to say the Cronky's don't invest. No, 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 so, Maybe they so don't does, understand does, does football Cron- as well.
1: Does Cronky own the Denver Nuggets?
0: He owns the Denver Nuggets. He owns the LA Rams.
1: So then that goes back to your point. Does the owner have to have a footballing mind? Well, no, or because... is it just sport, the coach?
0: Sporting success and commercial success are not mutually exclusive, right? But they don't also necessarily live in the same place. Know your limitations. Um, what's my man at Man United? Ed Woodward, he approaches every transfer with a commercial eye. So... Yeah, you might be a good player, but you're not a great player, but you have great commercial value. He's gone to over analyze that side of things. Create a budget and set a budget for transfers and wages and leave the recruitment to somebody where that's his only job. You know how hard it is to vacillate between going from a board meeting to going to a meeting with sponsors trying to secure this check to now trying to assess a player for transfer? You can't do it it's too, oh, yeah, too it's, divergent
1: it's highly difficult
0: yeah so that's what that's what Ed Wood has been trying to do that's what Daniel Levy's been doing so you need to have that self-awareness and say and you obviously go and get the right people for example Man City they've given the sporting the whole sporting operation to Chicky Beguristan who came from Barcelona so they know that he's got a pedigree he's been doing this job he knows what he's doing he understands the transfer market you go and handle that when Pep Guardiola says he needs a player, he doesn't go and say, I want him. No, he goes and says, I want this type of player. Find me three, and then we'll we'll work it out which one we actually want. That's how they do it over there. You know, so it's that not-
1: means that you're able to get or if you say I want this type of player, that you're not limiting yourself to a specific name. You're you're limiting yourself to a specific style of player and p- potentially position, and then you go out and you find yeah, them, which which widens your net or your catch of players that you could potentially potentially bring into the club.
0: Yeah, because you know you can you can miss something by focusing in on a specific player as opposed to something that you want out of that player. For example, let's look at the uh, NBA, for example. You might look at Rudy Gobert and think to yourself, I want a high-rebounding big man who can also block a few shots. Yes, that is Rudy Gobert. But because you want Rudy Gobert, you're going to miss the fact that you just described Anthony Davis, who also brings offense on top of all that. You see what I'm saying? Hmm. So instead of focusing on a player, focus on what you want out of that player. And then we're going to try and find as many of the best players who do that and figure out, does this guy bring a little something extra? Does that guy bring a little something extra? What baggage does this guy come with? What baggage does that guy not come with? So that's that's really how recruitment should be going at that level. And, you know, the conversation for Ed Woodward and Daniel Levy will probably be like, okay, we need a centre-back. He's decent. And he's got this commercial value. He's good. He doesn't quite have this commercial value.
1: So like where signing that Paul
0: Pogba back from Juventus had v- something to do with football, but more to do with commercial value. That's why they they really didn't care about any backlash. They could spend eighty nine million pounds on Paul Pogba because you're getting that money back quickly.
1: So then, how do you? And this will be talked about we we'll talk about this afterwards as a leader how do you relinquish some of that power where you're comfortable in order to give your delegate and say you go off and do this and the, you you're, you're happy with those results
0: it's all self-awareness like you have to understand within yourself what you actually want to achieve if if it's all about making money fine dan levy's doing a great job for tottenham 25 million pounds net spend in the Premiership, that's scandalous, Stoke City spent more Um, But If you're going to sit there and turn around To a Mourinho, for example, and say I need you to be winning X, Y, and Z That wasn't actually the problem with Mourinho Because he was on the track to the League Cup Final, the issue was his relationship with players As it always has been, but that's Not what we're talking about, but if you're going to Say to him, we need you to be winning A, B, and C Facilitate that facilitate that properly. And if if you've been handling transfers for seven years and you've not achieved what you're supposed to achieve, you need to be self-aware enough to say, okay, I need to hand this off to somebody else. It's the same in any job.
1: Yeah, okay, yeah, I get it. So that also brings us on to to, to what do you think the problem is with Jose. Because he is a manager now that has he came into the premier league with tottenham sorry with chelsea he had quite successful in his first stint with chelsea came back to chelsea um that was the second stint was you know something that you know needed more, it was it wasn't as successful as the first one then he left he came back and he was with man united then that didn't go as well as he had hoped, even though he did win some trophies there, you know, he won the Europa League. Um, so that was a decent shout. Um, and then he has now gone to Tottenham and, you know, for whatever reason, well, you've said that the relationship with the players haven't been the best. So where does, where does Mourinho go from here?
0: Well, he's already gone in. He? He's at Roma now. Um, but, Look, I don't understand at this point what you want out of Jose Mourinho when you hire him. His thing, since I think the worst thing that ever happened to him was winning that Champions League with Porto. That was the worst thing that could have ever happened to him. And I'll tell you why. He actually believed his own hype. It became a thing like um, in later years where instead of doing with his teams the right thing, it was almost as if he was saying to himself, what would Jose do here? What would be a Jose (laughs) Mourinho thing to do in this situation? You see what I'm saying? And then now, because he's made himself the star of the show and everyone sort of, you know, the special one thing. At that point, it becomes so difficult to see, recognize, or accept fault in yourself. Case in point, in any industry, well, never mind football. you working in IT? His treatment of Luke Shaw is gross was gross misconduct. You get hundred oh, percent. Yeah, that. that and that's the, that's on the one own. that's
1: the one thing that I'm I'm quite sick of is because people will say, "Oh, um, you can do that in football, like outing Luke Shaw and embarrassing him and." and calling players out in the media, if you did that, you take that same situation and you do it anywhere in any other industry, that's a sackable offence. HR would be all over you. But it seems to be, when you have it in football, it's, oh, it's okay. You should just buck up. You should just, you know, you you should not take it to heart, blah, blah, blah. That's bollocks. Absolute bollocks.
0: Yeah, don't take it to heart when Lucio swings on your jaw either. Stupid! I swear. It's a, Even it's stuff like, such like such when David Beckham, well, like when, how exactly? Like it's it's just gone.
1: Do you remember when when Alex Ferguson kicked a football boot and it licked David Beckham in the top of his eye and he had a cut, buff? Imagine that happening anywhere else. That's abuse, buff. You get you you be walked out the station in handcuffs.
0: anywhere else the other person is fully expected to swing on you
1: 100 percent.
0: but like honestly it just doesn't make sense imagine okay you you work in it right yeah i'm your manager your supervisor whatever and every day i'm on your neck ben you're not very good at your job you're you just have a keyboard in front of you but it's my brain what performance are you going to put out Yeah, not a lot. Apart from anything, you're just not going to be motivated to work under me. Never mind anything else. All right, so how is Mourinho surprised that Luke Shaw is not producing any kind of effort levels when every week you're talking about this guy like he's literally a scrub
1: I don't like you, The thing is,
0: the, the the bad part is he never even tried the other way. He never even tried. Let me see how he responds to some kind of encouragement. He never tried it. Yeah, he's
1: not. He and that's a bigger, a bigger thing that I want to explore around the leadership thing. Some people are just not good leaders. And they're just, they're just categorically not a a person that can, that other people, they have a specific style of leadership. It's an, it's an old, older mentality that you have to be horrible. It's very autocratic. It, there's no democ- democracy. It's just do as I say, not as well- I do.
0: No, and in some in the- some hierarchies, it doesn't need to be a democracy. But that doesn't mean that it's completely technocratic either. Um, it It doesn't have to be a democracy for Luke Shaw to understand your tactics, say, if they don't suit him, right? Yeah. But you also have to be understanding of the fact that you are asking him to do something that he's not necessarily comfortable with. There will be struggles. All right, so don't be a hypocrite in that way. I'm asking you, Ben, to do something that you're not comfortable with, I know you're not comfortable with, but it's still your fault that you can't do it the way I want it to be done. That's mad. So there have to be concessions.
1: How? I just don't understand how. Do you think he's going to be successful, Marino?
0: Well, it depends what success. What is success? Because Mourinho will tell you he was successful at United BS. You you, you got to a Europa League final. By the standards of that club and what you say you are, special one, that's failure by any way you call it because Manchester United need to be a club that's winning leagues in the Champions League, um, FA Cups, all that kind of stuff. He was talking about um, comparing... You see, he. this is how he tries to be slick he's not comparing himself to Fergie, because he knows he can't. He was talking about Van Hal. He was talking about Moyes. My guy, they're in exactly the same boat as you, so I don't know why you're comparing to them guys. I
1: don't I don't I don't agree with that. Go on. What did what did what did Van Hal and Moyes win?
0: Uh Van Hal won an FA Cup.
1: What's higher, an FA Cup or Europa League?
0: A Europa League is longer. But I think they're the same. <laughs> really and really? truly. Really and truly. Like look at look at the look at the standard of the clubs that play in the Europa League. Europa League does not start until the quarterfinals. Hmm. That's that's just the truth of it. Like you it, context matters in these competitions, like Bate Borisov, you know, you'll beat that team seven 0 if you're Everton. Right. <laughs> and look at, look at how you had Middlesbrough were making Europa League finals. Remember that. What yeah, no, that, the was, that, wasn't too,
1: that wasn't too long ago, bro. Middlesbrough were banging in the Europa League, bro.
0: This is what I'm saying. If Middlesbrough, Middlesbrough are making Europa League finals, that tells you everything you need to know about the competition.
1: It's the, it's the couple of dreams, oh. bro. I... Anywho, <laughs> speaking about this leadership thing, I want to talk about this, this is Joe Budden and everything that's gone on there because that literally all, all this whole last two weeks we spoke about it before, but these last two weeks have literally just been like I've been getting on my popcorn and just watching it because it's been the funniest thing. Well, not funny, funny in the sense to see you know, it play out on Twitter because just like it's been said, you know, you don't put your personal or even business stuff on Twitter because all that place is, is for people to have a a laugh and a joke at your expense. No one's there to help. So.
0: No, no one's there to help, but that doesn't mean don't put your business on Twitter because podcasts especially live via social media. It's word of mouth. Podcasts live by word of mouth.
1: Yeah, but the business side of it, where it's personal and you're talking about contracts and this and that, don't do that. So for people that don't know, uh, the Joe Budden podcast is almost like the Joe Rogan podcast. And funnily enough, they're both called Joe. So you just take away what you will. Um, So Joe Budden, I've been listening to for probably about three or four years now, maybe a bit longer. And it's been a podcast where I caught it when Rory or three people on it and Parks has just come on it um, later on. Who's the engineer. So basically there are three good friends, Joe Biden, who's an ex rapper who's done, you know, his most famous and well-known song is pump it up. Um, Then he's got his, one of his good friends called Mole, who's been with him for a very long time, over 20 years, maybe 15, 20 years. And he's got another friend called Rory. Um, And in the last couple of weeks, um, they, or the couple of years, maybe.
0: I'm not convinced that him and Rory were ever friends, bro. uh, Yeah. Well, you
1: know, if they were, they were, if they weren't, then they weren't. Anyway. So Rory and, obviously it's it's called the joe budden podcast which is the first mistake that they should have done they should have just said i'll name this podcast later kept that name so it's his podcast and he knows he's the he's the boss um over the couple of years he's been making moves to try and solidify himself as as a really big house in, in the podcasting world and he's done that with spotify deals and deals everywhere but what happens is when you've got sort of like a, a team of people that are helping you put in this podcast together, they need to get paid and how he's been paying his friends is on a percentage based profit. No, no. Well, he, they've said contractually, it's a percentage based profit um, uh, payment. So any profit that they make, they have a percentage that they take of that profit and that's how they get paid. And they'll divvy that up. I don't know, monthly, however, but yeah, ad hocly is, could be another way. So anyway, Joe they had, when they weren't bringing money and Joe was paying them out of his pocket when money was coming in they were like so how 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 much which is which is completely standard you ask the question you receive money and if you're on a percentage based profit uh, margin you say well what is why have you given me this not to say that you haven't given me Um, You should have given me more, but why have I received that number? It's a
0: simple question. I want transparency to be able to calculate the actual percentage.
1: You know, the funny thing is, if you receive, I don't know how it works in the US, if you receive money in the UK and you have to pay tax on it. Yeah. So you Mm -hmm. receive a lump sum, you have to pay tax on that. But then if you receive dribs and drabs here and there, your tax is going to be completely effed.
0: From not really, not really, because this is why rebates exist, by the way. Um, oh,
1: yeah, yeah, of course.
0: Because, like, say when you're PAYE, are you PAYE?
1: But, but Yeah, but they weren't. They were contracts. They...
0: Yeah, I'm so saying, like, you're PAYE, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so you'll understand this. So it doesn't matter what your annual pay is to the taxman at the point that he's taking his cut. It matters what you earn in that month as a projection of your 12 months. So let's say your, your salary is 24 grand, Mm -hmm. but your, your pay pattern or payment schedule isn't two, 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 let's say some Mm -hmm. months you earn four, some months you earn one in that month that you earn 4k, you're going to be taxed as if you're about to earn 48 grand that year. Yeah. Right. So you're not. It's not linear. It's all on a scale. And the month that you earn one k, you're gonna get taxed less. So they're not taxing you based on the twenty four. They're taxing you based on the four that month. Which is why oh, at the okay. end of the year they'll say, okay, we overtaxed you in this month. Or we we uh, undertaxed you in this month. So they work it out and say, okay, you're owed back seven hundred pounds. You're owed back three grand. Whatever whatever the case may be. So when it happens like that you you need to stay on top of your book so you know exactly how much is coming in and going out. And that's which, the problem they, they had.
1: Yes, they weren't able to understand, oh, sorry, they weren't given the information for them to be able to make those judgments and to be able to talk to accountants, to be able to pay or to, be to do what they needed to do for themselves. So other things came up like that. Other things around when people are asking for you know, transparency in accounting, in the books, in deals that were happening. Um, Joe was just like, it's none of your business. And it came to a point whereby um, there was some tension on air between Joe and Rory. And then Joe texts Rory to say, yeah, take them up a couple of next episodes of the podcast off. To, to which Rory replied, so what is this about? And Joe replied with an exclamation mark or some sort of emoji, by the way, which is a completely idiotic, childish, and very silly thing to do. If you're going to tell someone, don't worry about coming in today, they deserve an explanation as to why.
0: Yeah, well, yeah, you're right. Like, because uh, I've, I've done the emoji thing when I deliberately wanted to piss someone off.
1: No, so so that's just one thing we'll talk about. We'll dissect each each part. To the next part where Maul must have come in and said, well, Rory's not recording, went to Joe and was like, well, Joe, what's going on? Why is Rory not recording? To the point where Joe must have just said to Maul, don't worry, this podcast is none of your business. And you're like, wait, what? So if you've been rocking with someone for a number of years, putting in work, traveling around, and outside of the business part, you are actually genuine friends who have lived together for that sort of thing to come out of your mouth is quite disgusting, in my opinion. To the point, to the last point, which I have is when they're actually on, when Joe goes into the podcast, they have a podcast where they come in and they're able to explain themselves. And then the next one, they're gone. And Joe then comes in to say, oh yeah, by the way, you're fired. To me, and again, this goes back to leadership we were talking about. I think this whole thing is going to be, you know, leadership is for everyone because this is a crash course in leadership. But to me, that just points out or that just smells or stinks of poor leadership. And the funny thing is, in Joe's defense, he's probably, he's never been in that, probably in that situation before. And one of his... Um, co-host actually said this: if he was the if he was the CIO of or CEO of a major networking or telecommunications company, and this happened, no one would ever even know. But the fact that, like you said, podcasting is word of mouth, podcasting is through social media, so your entire thing is played out on social media, and you have this it's something it's bad so all of your mistakes he's basically been he's been caught out naked in the freezing cold for everyone to see and i want to get your yeah. your viewpoints on what you think of of joe in his entirety to this his business dealings and also him as a leader
0: look i think for me for a long time just my way of looking at things. I can I compartmentalize things. I can be a fan of someone's art and not care a damn thing about them. Alright, so I've never been a fan of Joe Budden. I've liked some Joe Budden songs, but to say that I'm checking for Joe Budden, nah. Like we had this conversation the other week um, when you asked me about Chris Brown, for example. Eh? <laughs> if he's on, he's on. I, you know, I'm not looking for Chris Brown. You know what I mean.
1: So if so if so if someone plays R. Kelly, you still bang him R. Kelly with?
0: They can play. It. I'm not playing it.
1: <laughs>
0: you know what I'm saying. I'm I'm not gonna come out of my way, scroll my Spotify, go on YouTube, and look for R. Kelly. I'm not doing it. Yeah, but it's not like I'm gonna be like in a car with you, or not even in a car, because then you know I'll, I'll just say to you. yo, will allow it. But let's say it was somewhere, like um, a festival, and then they play R. Kelly. Affirm it for that one song, but I'm not, you know, I'm not dancing to it or whatever, but I'm not leaving either, you see what I mean? Yeah. But My thing with, um, with someone like Joe Budden, here's where he doesn't understand, because he could have easily, and there is a scenario where he could have been on the other side of this, because he was a member of Slaughterhouse, right? Yep. Um... Somebody set Slaughterhouse up. Somebody's negotiating with the record companies. Whether or not that person's him, I don't know. But if it's not, there is a point where money is going to be coming in for Slaughterhouse and you need to know how much so you know how much you're getting.
1: 100%.
0: That's the exact same and the, scenario.
1: And how many people were in Slaughterhouse? Four? There was Royce, there was Crooked, Joe,
0: cro-
1: Joe Joel, Joe, that was four.
0: I think four there was people. one more person, but I'm forgetting them.
1: No, there was not five people. Who's the was fifth?
0: He might have been on a feature on the song, but I think King Los was with them at one point. In no, a, no, no, no,
1: no. That was, that was the four of them. It, it,
0: all Right. So, in that situation, like, obviously there's people that need to get paid first before the members get paid. You know, engineers, A&Rs, producers, whatever. Yeah? yeah, all that stuff. So, how do we know how much to pay these guys? Unless it's a flat fee where we say, okay, we're paying for a B at this this price. No, most of it doesn't work that way. Most of it works on residuals. So, unless we know how much the record has made, how do we know how much to pay the producer? Unless we know how much the record is paid, how do we know how much each member got? for writing and performing, you know, because those are two different checks. You know, so...
1: Yeah, no, you're right.
0: When, if he gets done, if he gets done dirty on that level, I don't think anyone's going to have any sympathy for him. Or they shouldn't.
1: So, so what do you think of, of Joe as a leader in this scenario?
0: You said something about, um, (laughs) I don't know if I'm looking at this the right way, but you said he's a bad leader. I don't think there's any such thing as bad leadership. There's only leadership or none. You know, if what you're calling bad leadership is just no leadership. Okay? If you're leading, you're leading. But in a situation that that didn't require leadership, that required partnership. That's not what it needed. You know what I'm saying? That situation did not need leadership. It required partnership. We sit down every Monday. We break things down. We do a rundown of what we're doing this week, episode-wise. We do a rundown of the numbers from the last or two weeks previous. We do a rundown of projected numbers, projected sponsorship, you know, all that kind of stuff. That is what should have been happening, but they they were just literally doing this like you know a bedroom operation. And I understand That's it actually for real. makes sense, like. You know, the the thing about naming it, the Joe Budden podcast, actually makes sense in this way. Podcast fans, when you look in, when you hear that there's a podcast with, say, this is how I found the brilliant idiots, by the way. I didn't search for the brilliant idiots. I searched for <laughs> Charlemagne the God.
1: <laughs> and it, that came up.
0: Yeah, because it's the brilliant idiots with Charlemagne the God and Andrew Schultz. That's the title of the podcast on Apple Podcasts on Google Podcasts, on Spotify. That's what it's called. So, for example, um, Flagrant 2 used to be just called Flagrant 2. But then one week, it randomly, a couple years ago, changed to Andrew Schultz's Flagrant 2 Podcast. That's because you can't, your, your caption and your notes, your episode notes, don't come up on a search. So, even if in the notes or the description or the caption it would say Andrew Schultz in there. that wouldn't come up in a search. So if you're searching Andrew Schultz, if you're searching for Kazim, if you're searching for Al-Kash Singh, you wouldn't find the podcast. So they decided to put a name on the podcast to make it searchable. And that's what and they, they put did with his
1: name, Andrew Schultz. Oh yeah. dear. He
0: was because at the time he was the best known out of all of them. So it made sense. And at the time, Joe Budden was the best known out of these three guys. So it made sense. Searchability, that's all they did it for. But then here comes what happens. It goes to Joe Budden's head. He's obviously his name's on the podcast. So when Spotify are making the phone call, they'll call Joe Budden. But they're not. They are not in business with Joe Budden. They're in business with the Joe Budden podcast. And he couldn't differentiate that. That's where he failed. As a person, never mind what you want to call leadership. He failed there as a person. He didn't understand the context of the product. Like, you know, I just
1: don't. I think there were warning signs to begin with. I feel that first of all, you don't name a podcast after a person. Like I wouldn't call this the Ben of LDN podcast featuring whoever or episodes like that. It's unless it unless I'm doing something by my, completely by myself. I think, you know, if you have a name and a brand, then keep with that and you're able to invite others on to be able to to, to, to rock on with you. I feel that where you say there's no leadership, I, I, I still say it's bad leadership. It's poor leadership. And here's the reasons why. Joe Biden was supposed to... So it goes back to the stuff that we we're talking about in the Premier League with, with Jose Mourinho and Luke Shaw. Yeah, Joe Biden has almost done the exact same thing, where he's just gone out into the public eye, irrespective of if a podcast is supposed to be public or not, and it's word of mouth and it lives through social media. He's gone out through the public eye, and he's just embarrassed his friends. First, that's his friends. Second, he's embarrassed his colleagues. Now, if you were to do that in any other setting, again, hello, can you hear me?
0: Yeah.
1: Oh, sorry. If you were to do that in any other settings, I guarantee you, you'd have a problem with that. You'd have a problem because you'd have HR coming up and they'd have to say something about that. You cannot go out and just embarrass your friends like that. Your friends, you go and talk to your friends like that, but you know you can't go and talk to them in person. And to to does he does he think that this is some TV show? Well, saying that. Where does Joe, where, what has Joe been on? Love and hip hop. So when he comes down, he says, Rory, you're fired. Where do you think he gets that from? It has to be dramatic, right? It has to be some sort of big theatrical event that he makes up and he says to get rid of his friends. Remember his friends, not his colleagues or his employees, his friends, I think that's poor leadership and you don't do that to people. You want to be a leader and he's saying, oh, they didn't care about the, um, they didn't care about podcasting. That means they didn't care about the podcast. Listen, dude, as a leader, if it's your company and you're staying in late and you're doing all the extra work and you're finding the deals, you want to be a leader. Well, I'm sorry. That's part of the job. People that, if you say work for you are never going to be as interested in in your company as you are, because guess what? It's not their company. It's yours. So for me, Joe Biden has just shown that he is a poor leader and you know what? That is completely fine. It takes time to grow into that role. And I think that he will be good eventually, just not now. Second thing is, and when I was listening to the Brilliant Idiots, you, you I think, thank you for bringing that up because you, you reminded me of that. Charlemagne says something very interesting. If you keep on getting... Sorry, before I get into that, Joe has complained about almost every single contract that he's been in. From his contracts at Def Jam... When he was a, a solo artist,
0: So his those contracts, were shots. contracts, to be fair to him, those Def Jam contracts. Fine,
1: fine. Aero. Hold on, let me come, let me land, let me land. So his his contracts are Def Jam, his contract was Slaughterhouse because he remember after he got out of Slaughterhouse, he was he was going after Eminem. His contract that Everyday Struggle where he lasted nine months. His contract was Spotify. His contracts with with I don't even know the last one. Every single one of them. He's had a complaint about or he said they've been trying to they haven't gone through the artists. they haven't been showcasing the artists enough they've they haven't done enough to move the culture forward at some point in time, you have to stop blaming other people and start taking responsibility for yourself. I have a story. so I had and this is this is something. so I was part of uh, a company and they had a contract and it was like, you have st- stocks and sh- you have shares in the company. And if you leave the company, you lose your shares. So you could be there for any amount of time. But if you leave, doesn't matter how long you've been there, you leave and you've lost your shares. Now that's fine. So if I go into another company and I complained about it, I said, that's not a really good way to do business. If I leave that company and go into another one, and then I get into the same situation as that previous one, That's not blaming the company. It's blaming myself for not negotiating a better contract. And that's what you have to do. Either Joe's representation has to get together and say, well, no, he's not doing this. He's not doing this. You put this in. He's got a big enough audience to be able to do this. Or you start blaming or you start putting yourself and you do it for yourself for your representation. But you can't consistently blame the company. You just can't do that.
0: Yes and no. Number one, do you have the leverage to negotiate for more? That's number one.
1: So so you're telling me Joe doesn't have the leverage to be able to negotiate a good contract?
0: Not on his own, because remember, the Joe Budden podcast was the product, not Joe Budden.
1: And who came to who? And then, you know, we, do, we don't know who came to Spotify or who came to what. Listen, yeah. put it this way. I can almost guarantee in a couple of years either Patreon or Cash App, he'll have a problem with them in a few years. It's just it's just who Joe is. He yeah. has a problem some... with, with people doing that and the contracts are not right. Oh, he wants to do something. What was the last one with Spotify? Oh, can we have a break? We've been working really hard. I want a holiday. Holidays are something you should negotiate. It shouldn't be a retrofit. Hmm. And if it is, that's a that's a whole new contract. That's on you.
0: Charlemagne has said a lot of good things about entertainment industry. First of all, yeah, you don't get paid what you're worth; you get paid what you can negotiate.
1: Jim Jones has said the same thing,
0: and that's not just entertainment; that's anything. Like, do you really? Come on, now let's 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 be real. Are teachers really worth twenty four k a year? 100% no, no. But that's, no, all more? that's all they can negotiate. That's all they can negotiate. Right, and he also said, do not, do not be the star of your own show. Don't because what happens if you you come in a, on a radio show one day and you're having a bad day, you're off form, then you got a terrible show, right? But if you're not the star of your own show, You can still have a bad day and the other things that are going on in the show around you, it still makes a good show. There was an episode of The Breakfast Club a few months ago where um, someone close to, to Charlemagne that he knew, but that also happened to be in the industry, had passed away. And he was messed up that morning. Like he was just off his game. Like he couldn't focus. You couldn't tell until the next day when he told you that this was going on with him because, again, he's not the star of the show. Everything that was going on around him made it a good show. You see what I'm saying?
1: Yeah, they have to pick him up, innit?
0: Yeah. So, they, you know, they carry the slack, the, you know, the interviews that they do. I mean, they have people calling in every day. There's a reason for that. You know, it's not about me talking. It's about you coming in. You say something funny and we bounce off that. Or you say something stupid and we bounce off that. Or someone does something stupid and I give him donkey of the day. The donkey of the day is what you're waiting for, not Charlemagne talking, because Charlemagne can talk about anything. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So that's that's how he they've built that breakfast club product. You know, the the daily mix, it wasn't until recently when they, you know, you realize you're not waiting for envy to be mixing. 'Cause he's done that mix days before. He's just pretending that he's asking people to call in and make requests. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> and Charlemagne was like, stop lying to people, man. You're not mixing live. You mix this show on Tuesday. Meanwhile, it's the next Wednesday. <laughs> I know. think
1: if I you always think there are people, if I even had the opportunity, I probably never ever will, but hey, let's let's just play fantasy for a minute. If you had opportunities to, to to be able to go on and be under someone um, that you know would take it to the next level and partner with someone to, in a business. You definitely you'd you'd be quite um, ill informed to partner with Joe, in my opinion. I just don't think that is something that you should you should do. He's just he's just proven time and time again. He's just not. There there are some people that are going are good at being leaders, and there are others that are just good at being. You know, getting to ascending to a level and then just staying there. And I just Yeah, Joe is is how how do you say it? Not his attitude, it's just his temperament is too volatile. For me. It's too volatile. When something goes wrong, I don't want I don't want someone to start screaming, shouting at me for for doing something or mm. it's just not how it's not it's just too way too volatile. Yeah,
0: I way too volatile. His maturity level just isn't there yet because, like, using myself as an example, coaching, especially coaching kids. I worked on not expressing my frustration. I'm not saying that I worked on not getting frustrated. Damn right I get frustrated, but I worked on not expressing that. See what I'm saying? Just because I'm feeling something doesn't mean that everybody else has to feel it from me okay so and that's one thing that Joe Biden just doesn't understand his, that his his
1: his emotional intelligence isn't quite there yet
0: yeah like why does a 14 year old need to know for, or understand that I'm stood here feeling like what you did is just idiotic for example even if it was why do they need to feel that can I not feel that and then give her something else. Use teach it as opposed to react to it. Yeah, of course. You know what I'm saying? I could. I, It'll be the easiest thing to do. Don't turn over. Damn it! Son. But what are we doing after this? You know what I mean? After you've done what you've done and I've reacted the way we're, that I've reacted, what are we doing now? You shut down. You're yeah. not listening to me anymore. I'm only getting more frustrated that you're not listening to me. So, and
1: especially with kids, like they they react to how you are going to react to them. Yeah.
0: So it's really important that you. Perceptive kids are perceptive.
1: you, you, You give off the right energy. It's not you can't just start flinging your your emotions all around like you're like you're one of them. You have to have a you have to have a higher level of. Of maturity and and, and channel your energy appropriately. So it's really important that you be able to do that. But no, yeah, and you know,
0: like I say, when I say they're perceptive, it's not that me saying I'm not expressing my frustration. They'll know that I'm frustrated, but they'll also see, oh, he's not, he's not acting on that frustration. He's not reacting in a frustrated manner. It's not bothering him. Why is it bothering me so much? Let me relax.
1: Yeah, yeah, they they feed off your energy, right?
0: because yeah. they'll they'll, they'll yeah, for so sure know that I was like, come on, man! Like, you in my mind, I'm like, come on, you. They know me because when we see each other all week, every week, they'll know that I'll be feeling like, yo, come on, man. We we're better than that. But I'm not on the side bouncing around like trigger going mad. So they'll be like, okay, I, I've I've got time to fix that. I've got space to fix that. Cool, I can relax. Yeah,
1: I think yeah. Just I just hope that you know he's able to. Joe is able to learn and grow from this. Even Kevin Hart was taking shots at him, man. I just hope that he's able to, yeah, learn and grow and see and, and move on, move forward.
0: I don't trust him. You know, he's a big man, you know.
1: He's 40 plus, 40 years plus.
0: You know what I'm saying? He's a little 20-something-year-old boy. Like, he, he never understood. You know what? He Everyday struggle was academic show. Joe Budden thought it was Joe Budden's show. Hmm. 100%, that's what he thought. Come on, man. Like <laughs> Academics called you because Complex called academics. Come on, man. You really think Talk it was,
1: was Axe show? You think it was Axe show?
0: 100 listen, 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 listen. I don't think, maybe you know, but I know a lot of people don't. Academics online following is an army. Right he was the product and that show was literally academics brand that the way he used to do things online if he used to um, did you ever see the Sharak series that he did
1: no but i know he got a lot of flack for that
0: but that was his thing he'd jump on and just fire off his opinion on on whatever it is that was the topic Let the arrows come with the rain. He didn't care. And that's what Everyday Struggle (laughs) was. Whatever the topic is, I'm going to talk about it the way I talk about it. Yeah? So obviously Mm. now because people thought Joe Budden was, you know, he's the super hip-hop guy. By the way, I can't stand them people. But anyway, (laughs) he's the super hip-hop guy. That him and academics would bounce off each other because academics would come turn around and say, I like the Migos, da, 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 this is fire. Joe, being the old head, would be like, Oh no, that's garbage, man, that's not hip hop. You know, that, that, that's the maybe, that right. they we're looking for. That's literally all maybe the show you're was. Right. Academics would turn around and say, Little Yae is fire. Joe Biden would turn around and say, That's not hip hop. That's literally all the show was
1: yeah yeah and you're not wrong and then the desco was just there in the middle
0: and here's <sighs> waste of time um, the thing that Joe Budden didn't realise and he came to realise after he left anybody could have played his role anybody can be the curmudgeonly old man you're replaceable bro
1: oh dear oh boy talking about replaceable bruv you see, you heard about the Bill Gates thing—three
0: billion
1: in stocks, bro. No, <laughs> not that. So Bill Gates gets is getting a divorce, yeah. And mm-hmm. and now it's coming out that uh, apparently he's been—he's uh, a womanizer.
0: But he's been this though. If he's been going on holiday with his ex every year, what do you call that?
1: Whoa, I didn't even know that one, bruv.
0: Bro, my I man was about going it. on a holiday with his ex every year. What do you call and, them ones, there?
1: <laughs> and then and then his wife would allow that. Hey, them man live a different world, man.
0: That's what I'm saying. Money changes you, bruv. No, my mistake. Money levels up your fuckery. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Apparently, we he know was, for a he,
0: fact we all have that one friend, and you you might not say it to anyone, you might never even say it out loud to yourself, but you hundred percent know you got that one friend. Please, God, don't ever let this man get any money. Uh,
1: apparently, he he would go on trips with female colleagues and ask them out to dinner. He he would have presentations with presentations. People female colleagues would present to him then. He would do the most geekiest thing, not ask them out to his face, no, email them afterwards and said, do you want to go out? So like, what a waste, cadet, bro. If you're going to do it, do it properly, man. Look her in her eye
0: ben, and tell ben, her. Ben, hold up, hold up, hold up. You're talking about the original geek on planet Earth. Come on.
1: Jesus, bro. Man he can't even look that in his to, eye.
0: He, he's the father to all these geeks, style. He's, he's the father to he Mark, Mark Zuckerberg. Look-
1: he can't look gals in their eye and be like, yo, what are we doing tonight?
0: But it takes a certain kind of man to come up with Windows 95, bro. <laughs> you know that brother that don't leave the dorm room? You think he's in there making a bomb? That's that guy.
1: Oh, my God. That is funny. A certain type of guy to make Windows 95. It
0: takes a certain kind of man to do that, bro. First of all, how do you come up with it? What's going on in your life? How do you come up with it?
1: That is like not
0: just ordinary man that will come up with Windows 95.
1: That is hilarious. (laughs) A certain type of man to come up with Windows 95.
0: That's what I'm saying. Like, we can't be surprised that this is how he moves. Of course, he's gonna email girl that he was just with two minutes ago. <laughs> There's no way wow. he could be as reckless as we used to be back in the day, bro. That is a factor for him.
1: But then, if this is what I don't understand, if you're not, if you don't want to be with your wife or your partner, then leave. Why do Why are you still together? <sighs>
0: I can't answer that question because I can't roll like that. You have to ask one of them, man. I don't. I just don't get it. Maybe you need to ask guys like Paul.
1: <laughs> Paul? Paul? Who? Paul?
0: Blue therapy, Paul.
1: They came oh, no, back. I'm not getting know? onto that enough. No, I'm not. I'm just, I'm not. They came back. You, you Dude, you know the whole thing's fake, right?
0: I don't care, but I'm saying, like, what? <sighs> the point is, there's people that live like this. You know what I'm saying? Paul,
1: Paul is a waste of time, space, and lined paper. He is the top waste cadet of this whole generation. The things that he comes out of his mouth are just... That's what I'm saying. He, it's a character. And I, when I found out that not only the therapist is, is, a, is an actor... But I don't even know if the people that she's supposedly therapy being uh, providing therapy for are actors as well.
0: But no, they just need to take it back to back chat because that was more therapy than this bullshit. I'm
1: just, I'm just so disappointed, man.
0: <sighs> but I was, I was watching some old back chat episodes, and the funniest one, like, do you remember this or what's the? The Iranian chick that I mean, was there t- <laughs> talking about, um, I was dating this guy for years, and then he took me to the bus stop, and he had this side chick, and he broke up with me at the bus stop, and now he's married to the side chick. So everyone there was like, "Hold on, so how is she the side chick, though?" But <laughs> <laughs> like, can you deep it though? Like, how is she the side chick? I
1: think she, I think she got her wires
0: crossed, boss. Yeah, and she's getting like she was getting heated, like proper mad that the. What? how dare you call me a side chick? But hang on, hang on, wait, 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 wait. We were with you up until the point that you said this man married the side chick. So, logic says <laughs> you were the side chick. Trust me. And that was Trust Gogo. Go- you know, Gogo didn't have no filter, bro. Gogo just said
1: nothing. It. He just he was just on crud twenty four hours a day, bro on uh, crud
0: man just jumped on like, let me tell you something you were I was like, wow bro yo. yo man was
1: on crud bro
0: i liked him i liked him i didn't watch any of that
1: any of that stuff It was not for me
0: now it was funny like i mean the conversations once they actually got into the conversations they were actually intelligent conversations but they were they was just joke, man, it? They'd go on many different tangents and talk about nonsense and joke about things they didn't have business joking about and get into arguments, whatever. But when they got into the conversations, they broke it down. But there was the one brother I couldn't stand. You, you know the type of guy to throw stones and hide his hands? Yeah. He was one of them boys, the, um, Adrian or something like that. He was, we all know a guy like this. He'd provoke people and then act like he was all sweet and innocent, like when people are getting <laughs> mad. Like, at least nuno would chat shit with her chest. Like, you know, she's she's just like you, isn't it. But this kid, nah, nah. I'm surprised no one slapped his whole teeth off.
1: That is hilarious. But, but one last thing before we kick off. What you, what's your thoughts on this... Uh... Basketball African League.
0: Are you asking me about the league or are you asking me about Cole?
1: I'm asking you about the league, not Cole.
0: I think it's great. I've been watching some of the games and they are fire. They are there's some high-level ball being played, bro.
1: Yeah, it's not, it's not just joke, man. Are they? Oh no, no, no,
0: no, 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 no. These are ballers.
1: Have they actually got african players not just yes. american players that haven't been Man able like to go bilal into like bilal
0: bubakar you know them guys there
1: they so they haven't just got like uh what's it called um jay cole and then people from new york who can't who can't get into the nba going over there
0: no 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 no, no. this is this is guys like mahir bubakar bilal yeah, uh, you know, them, man. These are the brothers that you're finding there. Real African man. African man that have been playing ball in their own countries for years on a high level you, but never been you, seen.
1: How are you watching it?
0: Um, well, I follow the BAL on Twitter and then once they'll post like game links, it's not like a YouTube link. It's like on the website.
1: Oh, no, I need to follow that right now, bruv.
0: Oh, yeah, It was, I it was, was trending, trending on Twitter. He you know? made his debut. Who? Of he, course. He scored bro, three points. No, number yeah. one. Uh uh-uh, uh. Uh uh. But I, Ben, you know better than that. Bro, is that the only thing you can do in a game? <laughs>
1: Listen, people expect a lot.
0: Okay, but I'm saying, like, the thing about the, the BAL, it would be trending because that's really is an NBA product. I'm, okay. I'm so so they, they've that they got that it. machine. They've got that machine behind it. And I see obviously in the comments and stuff or the replies to some of the tweets they put out, people be saying that they can't wait until NBA does something like this in Europe. They're not going to because you're not competing with the Euroleague. You can't. Okay? They did it in Africa because that's where they could do it. That's where there was a, a gap in the market. Again, let's not get it twisted. This is business at the end of the day.
1: All right, percent.
0: So there's not going to be a basketball Europe League that NBA runs because there's the actual Euro League that you can't mess with. Gee, you're not you're not competing you with them in any way, shape, form, or fashion.
1: You think the Euro League is actually good? Sorry, not good. Can it, it, do you think? What, what do you think of the Euro League? I should say.
0: I watch a lot more Euroleague than NBA. I don't really watch NBA like that. It's not enjoyable as much for me. I I watch Euroleague right. every day.
1: I can't. Where do you Where are you watching it? I'll plug you.
0: I'll plug you. <laughs> all right, all right, can't say save, too save, much. Save,
1: save. All right. Say, <laughs> no, say no more. Say no more. Say no more. Say no more. Say yeah, no more. Um,
0: listen, I- you. Euro Euros Eurosport uh, pass on, on the internet is really cheap, by the way. Just want to say that.
1: Oh yeah, of course. Another subscription to add to the many hundreds of subscriptions that are out now.
0: Yeah, but you, you pick your spots. I got Spotify, I got Netflix, I got Eurosport Pass, I got WNBA League Pass, by the way, twenty dollars for the season. Twenty US dollars for the season. There's a conversion, by the way. So it's dead cheap. Dude. Those are my subscriptions.
1: Dude. I got Spotify, I got um Netflix, I got Disney Plus, I got Amazon. Buff. It's too many subscriptions.
0: But see, the funny thing is I don't even count Amazon Plus as a subscription because that's like an um an incidental because I've got it for delivery. It just happens to be yeah, that same. I can watch certain so I I can't really Same. count that as a subscription.
1: It's a subscription. You play monthly.
0: Yeah, I hear I hear what you're saying in it, but that's you know I I get more value out of it than the seventy something that I'm paying a year. I'm sorry, but I just do.
1: Seventy nine a year, boy. I
0: would be taking the piss with delivery sometimes. So yeah, I get I get my money's worth and the rest.
1: No, I definitely I can definitely see that.
0: Yeah, me. So,
1: but hey, yo, Greg, I want to thank you for another amazing episode. I want to do this again. Yeah, man. I appreciate the time that you always spend, eh, hey, man? Really, really, do.
0: Yeah, it's, it's not a pub, man, thing, bro. What else am I doing on my Fridays? Okay.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you could be doing anything but you you're here with us so people ladies and gentlemen thank you so much for joining us on another episode we're gonna keep this rolling we're gonna see what we do man look out for much more stuff coming up soon and look out for stuff from myself and obviously of greg greg you want to plug your your any socials
0: um well uh, bro I'm just out there, you know. I'd be a little bit reckless on social media sometimes, so I'm just going to stay low in it.
1: Ah, this guy,
0: <laughs> I can't be bait out here. Fair enough.
1: Well, thank you very much for for another episode. We will see you very, very short, very, very soon. Peace out to everyone, man. Yes, Have a blessed weekend. <laughs>